You're listening to Your Best Life, powered by Mercy One. Join us as we have a fun conversation with certified experts and physicians about health topics for you and your family. It's Your Best Life, our one purpose. Okay, so today we are joined by Whitney Suxdorf. She is a certified nurse midwife at Mercy One Des Moines Midwives. How are you doing today, Whitney? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Good. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. I'm excited to get to talk to you about this topic. So if you find out that you are newly pregnant, um, you can go see really anybody. Um, You could see an OBGYN or you could see a midwife. Um, Here at my clinic, you can come and we even do meet and greets. So you don't have to go through and do the whole new OB and see if it's a good fit. You can actually come and do a face-to-face and meet with one of us. Um, and even just kind of see what we do as an office and, um, if it's the right fit for you. Oh, wow. That's so handy. I love that. We love convenience. (laughs) Yes, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So can you, in your own definition, kind of tell me what a midwife does and kind of what you do? Yeah. Um, so I'm actually not from Iowa. I am from Nebraska, but I have found that even, just in that short little drive, a midwife is different here versus there. Um, And really it kind of depends on where you work and what state you live in based on the laws. Um, So for example, here in Des Moines, there are two uh, different kinds of midwives. There are midwives who will go to your home and do home deliveries. Um, And then there are nurse midwives who work for Mercy like I do and other hospitals around the town um, that do deliveries at the hospital. Um, so we will still see you. And if you've ever been to an OBGYN, the visits are pretty much the same. Um, the rapport is a little bit, you know, the same. We have longer time than an OB, which is kind of nice, um, to chat with everybody. Um, I think the biggest thing about a midwife is if you look up the definition for midwife, midwife means with woman. Um, and that's what we try to do is we try to be with women of all stages, um, in their life, whether it's, you know, I call them little teeny boppers. So like your teenagers, um, all the way through pre-pregnancy, we see you during pregnancy. Um, we see people postpartum, um, and we even see people in the, that transition later in life when they're going through menopause. Um, so really any stage, and that's what I love about it because you don't have to go from one provider to another provider, you can come see a midwife for anything and any concerns that you have. Awesome. So a midwife does more, I think a lot of people, myself included, when I hear that word, I automatically think of pregnancy and that, but midwives can be doctors for women throughout all stages of their lives. Yes. Yep. Oh, sweet. So what is the differences in kind of education and training between um, a nurse midwife and an OBGYN? Mm-hmm. Um, so nurse midwives will get their nursing degree first. Um, and then most, the majority of the programs will make you work in the nursing field for a few years just to get that background. Um, and then after that, you go get your master's in nurse midwifery. So total, the minimum is about six years, but it can be up to eight years of education that we go through. Um, versus an OBGYN, they have to go through medical school and then do surgical residencies. So they get to dabble in different areas. And then once they pick OB, that's where they focus. Um, so they do have more education 
for the part of the surgical part as midwives, we cannot do surgeries. Um, but we do have partnerships with people who can do surgeries since we cannot. Right. Right. And that's important because that's all a part of your circle of care, just in healthcare as a whole. Exactly. Right. I mean, having different expert professionals and people who are trained in those areas to give your best care. Exactly. Um, so I guess what are some benefits for both just seeing a midwife for women's health in general, and then the differences kind of with the pregnancy practices and delivery practices? Mm-hmm. Um, so first off with your appointment, um, the way a midwife model is set up is we have more time with our patients. So we can sit down and we can chat with people. Um, and it depends on the type of appointment that you need to come see us for, but more than likely you're going to see us for at least 10 to 30 minutes, depending on, you know, what you're at that visit for. And we go through and we talk, what do you need help with? What are your concerns? Um, and educate you. If we find something, you know, we're going to talk to you about, um, if you need birth control or if you're having problems with your periods, we talk to you about that and we go in depth on, on pregnancy. What does labor look like? That kind of thing. Um, and it's really nice. I feel like to be in a practice with like-minded people because we all think the same like that. And we all love that we can chat with people. So they get a better understanding and we get to know our patients by sitting down with them longer too. So you can go see midwives for your basic care. Like let's say you have um, possible yeast infection or BV or problem with your periods. Um, But if you have um, a family history of something that you're just concerned about, or you don't really know what's going on and you wanna chat with somebody, you can always start um, with a midwife. And if we don't know the answer, we have people that we refer you to. Um, or if you need an ultrasound, I have offices that I can send you to for the ultrasound, but then I get the reports and, and then we would call you back. So definitely if you have any girl parts, we can see you. <laughs> oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Um, because I, I feel like I definitely, well, I guess we can kind of talk about it myths and common misconceptions around midwives. Obviously the first one that I think of and that we've kind of touched on is midwives are only there for pregnancy. And and that's not true that you can see them throughout all stages of life. So what other kind of myths and misconceptions do you see about midwives? Um, So we have heard even myself just moving to the area uh, less than a year ago. um, Oh, so you deliver at home. I do not deliver at home. You will not find me in your home. I deliver at the hospital. Um, There again, that depends on where you practice too. Um, So midwives are in the hospital. Um, If I go see a midwife, I have to have a natural labor. And I have to, you know, be unmedicated. No, that's not true at all. Um, midwives, I like to say, are kind of like chameleons. We will adapt to whatever you need us to be. Um, so it doesn't matter if you want to be completely unmedicated, you want to go into labor on your own, that kind of thing, or you want to go and you want to get induced at 39 weeks and you want an epidural. That's great. I'll be there for you the whole time. Another misconception is, you know, like you said, we only see people that are pregnant. We see people all the time. I have to have a C-section. I can't see a midwife. No, you can't. Also depends on where you go for the practice. Um, my pa- practice at Mercy, our medical director is an OBGYN. Um, so if we have people who know that they're going to be repeat C-sections, they can still come see us and we'll be there for them as midwives and we'll be there for them in the C-section, you know, taking pictures and talking them through everything and um, that kind of thing. So yeah, like being cool. 
a support system for that person as exactly. well as an expert in the room. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's absolutely amazing. Um, so what other kind of services? So we've kind of talked like broadly, like, like any type of women's services, you women's care services are offered and you can go to a midwife for. So what do those kind of look like? So obviously period pains, um, birth labor, and like later in life stuff like menopause. Can you kind of talk about some common things that come up in a woman's life that you guys work through? Mm-hmm. Um, so we will see people who even starting out in the beginning, maybe they come in with their mom or maybe they come in, you know, their high school kids. Or we'll have people who say, you know, I'm going to get married in a year and we want to have a baby. Let's talk about that. That's great. I love to do that because we'll have a plan so that when you get pregnant, then you can come back and see us. Um, Obviously, we deal with, you know, people being pregnant and the labor and the birth process. And then afterwards, we deal with postpartum. Um, I feel like a lot of people are getting to realize that postpartum depression is still a thing. We still see that. We still see people. We treat people for that we'll see people later who maybe just come for their well woman exam. What does that mean? That means you come, maybe you don't need a pap, but I still need to make sure that, you know, like maybe you're not developing signs of breast cancer. I talk about your periods. Are you getting close to menopause? Um, Do you need me to schedule a mammogram for you? That kind of thing. Um, Maybe you are hitting menopause and it's just not comfortable. We can give you medicine to get you through that transition. Yeah, I feel like menopause is not really talked about that much. So I'm curious to kind of know um, what you guys offer to kind of help one, educate women when they start going through menopause and two, kind of some of the extra care that is given during that stage of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And I feel like it kind of, or it just, it's all inclusive in the education part. So because things are not talked about a lot, people have misinformation because they always go to the internet and they find things that are not accurate. And so I have to tell people, erase what you know, this is, you know, what is real. um, And this is what happens. So just simply sitting down and talking with people and educating them. um, I get a lot of information. I learn a lot about them and what their real core problems are. Um, somebody who's in that transition to menopause, I can give you meds if you want meds to help with maybe relieve some of those symptoms. If you don't want to do meds, we can talk about maybe some herbals that, you know, that I know about that have been studied that I can suggest that you do that. Um, and sometimes even just talking about things is all people need because they don't know who to talk to, or they have nobody else to talk to. Oh, yes, that I completely understand. I think that is just absolutely wonderful that you kind of get to be there as somebody's confidant, as well as an expert to help them with situations and care that there is a lot of misinformation around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. oh I was so, going to tell you one thing that we did talk about, um, whether you're getting older or postpartum, people have bladder dysfunction. That is something nobody talks about. And that is a definite real thing for people. And it does not matter your age. That is a thing. So even educating people on that is something that we can also offer and that we do too. Can you kind of tell me a little bit about that? Uh, how does that come into play? Is it after birth? I, it can happen at any point though, as well in life, right? 
Yeah, it can. Um, we see most people have some kind of issue either immediately postpartum um, or, you know, 10, 15 years after they've had their babies. Um, and the reason for that is because when you're pregnant or you have extra weight, we've seen people who gain an excessive amount of weight too, but that weight from um, everything pushes down on those ligaments and those tendons and it doesn't hold the bladder up. And so then that can cause retention. So what we do is we have people come in either postpartum um, or when they start noticing symptoms. And all we do is a pelvic exam. So, I mean, you have to take your bottoms off, but I can see just like on your anatomy or by feel um, if you have that. And we can talk about pelvic floor therapy. Um, so people, we can talk about like what that looks like for them. Sometimes that just needs to strengthen up those muscles in their pelvic floor because you would be... Um, like surprised how many muscles are in your pelvic floor to hold everything together. Um, so we talk about like different exercises you can do with that. Um, we do have people who don't want to go to pelvic floor therapy. They just want to have surgery. So I can refer you to an OBGYN who specifically does that type of surgery. Um, but it's a very interesting thing. And I feel like most people would say that it's embarrassing. So they don't talk about it, but it's a very real and a very natural issue that some people can have. And so I think our patients just need to be aware that we know about it and we can at least talk to you and discuss it and see if there's ways to make your life better. So with postpartum depression as well, so kind of what, after like so many weeks of having a baby, they do a depression like test or kind of evaluation, uh -huh, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. A screening. Yes. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how does that look? And then how does that screening look? And then how do you move to diagnose postpartum depression. Can you kind of walk me through that? Yeah. Um, so we actually do a screening during pregnancy and then, um, the hospital will do a screening at the hospital. And then we do one when they come and see us postpartum. And so we can look at those collectively and see if the score, you know, changes. And if it does, then we just talk to you. Um, and the score, it's just a tool. So that screening test that we do is just a tool. So I can look at the number, but I also put it together with what I see of, of the patient that day. So if I see somebody who is maybe really withdrawn or um, maybe just is very tearful or who just really isn't supportive, but opens up to me about that. And I want everyone to know that when you come see you know, a midwife, that's your safe place. Like nobody will judge you. Nobody will do anything. We're just really here to help you. So if you come to me and trust, you know, in me that you tell me I have postpartum depression, I'm not going to go straight for a med. I can, but I want to know who's your support system. What are you doing? Um, are you getting out with friends or family? Are you getting outside? Are you eating and drinking? Okay. Um, do you have a therapist that you talk to? Um, how is life going with the baby? Are things maybe, you know, the health of the baby isn't doing well, or maybe it's just very overwhelming for you. What kind of support system do you have? And if we get through all of those things and they say, I still just can't function, I can talk to you about meds, but I'm going to follow up with you and you're going to come back in a month. And I want to see you in a month. Um, and I tell all my patients, just because I've seen you, you know, six weeks after you deliver, you can have postpartum depression for up to a year. So your hormones are a huge roller coaster throughout pregnancy. And I have said this multiple times when someone's pregnant, I can see you depending on how high risk of a pregnancy you are. 
Um, I could see you 10, maybe 14 times, but postpartum, I see you once or twice. But sometimes that's when you need really the support that you don't get is that postpartum period. And so I tell all my patients, we are here for you. And if you need us, then you will call and I will like, you will be on my schedule. I will see you. Wow. Yeah. Can you kind of, I'm, I'm really curious. Can you kind of walk me through the different, the, how, how the hormones change from after delivery through postpartum and that year? Like, cause like you said, when you're pregnant, you have all these hormones, you have all of these things going on because you're carrying and producing a human baby inside of you. And then that baby is birthed and delivered and then it's outside of you. So how does your body shift back? Yeah. And you know, and sometimes it's a, a sharp change for people, like a drastic change. And sometimes it's gradual. Um, and people experience different hormone shifts based on if they're breastfeeding or not. Um, yes. cause if you're breastfeeding, your estrogen stays high, but sometimes people still don't do well with that high estrogen because there's such a fine balance between your estrogen, your progesterone, your serotonin level, which is that feel good. Um, and then, you know, that when you're in labor and you have delivery, you have this huge oxytocin burst, which can affect your other hormones. And so having that burst of hormones, and then that's suddenly gone, um, just all of those combined, some people just do not handle that well, which is completely normal. I want everyone to know that that's completely normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes we just need a little extra help. And um, we have seen people struggle with the extra hormones after postpartum. If they have a history of depression, they have a history of anxiety, um, or they have it in their family. And so that will also impact you too. Or sometimes your experience is just not great. Maybe you know, your, your labor didn't go well. Maybe your baby was born and now your baby's having health issues that will also affect all of the other hormones that you have too. Oh, yes. I, and the stress that just having a baby in those, that first year looks like is just, it's just so much. It's hard to land, find, like find solid ground, you know? Um, so I guess what kind of advice or, what would you tell somebody if they were considering um, a midwife for their care? Yeah, um, honestly, I say just try it out. <laughs> it's not going to hurt, you know. Um, come meet one of us, or come, you know, just schedule an appointment. Because what's the worst that's going to happen? You don't like it, you don't go back. But you're never going to know if you don't try and just meet with somebody. And like I said, we could do meet and greets. You can chat on the phone. You can. Um, you know, do some research, something like that. Just try it out. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Whitney. This was an awesome conversation. I feel like I learned a lot personally. So thank you very much. You're very welcome. Send us your feedback at mercyone.org backslash podcast. Your best life podcast can be found anywhere that podcasts are streamed.